0: In this week's parasham, parashas Balak, so we all know what happens, is Bilaam tries to curse Klai Yisrael at Balak's behest and is unsuccessful. Hashem doesn't allow him to formulate a curse and instead he converts all his words that ever it was that was percolating in Bilam's mind to curse Klai Yisrael turned into the greatest blessings and praise of Klai Now, Bilam, though, when he was saying those words, that's not what he wanted to say, so he had a very deeply evil intent. He really wanted to curse Klai and as a result, the Gemara says that ultimately, once Klai sinned and they different times and periods in Klai when we lost the, that power of blessing, Ultimately, whatever he did say conver- was converted into what his intent was, and they turned into they all turned into curses. So everything that Bilam intended to say ended up being, according to his intent, once Klal Yisrael lost their schus. But there's one exception. And the one exception is the Pasuk of the Parashas Balak, which we all say in davening every day. And that Pasuk is, Ma'taybe Yolacha Yakov, Mishkenei Seche Yisrael. Pasuk that Bilaam said, Ma'taybe Yolacha how beautiful is your tents, Yaakov, your dwelling place, Mishkenei Seche Yisrael, your the dwelling place, Klal Yisrael. And this pasik was said by Bilaam as well, but the difference is, is, if you look at the psukim, when Bilaam said this pasik, he said it of his own volition. Hashem didn't force him to say this pasik. He was trying to find a new way, a new a new angle to curse Klai Yisrael. And what he did was, he was trying to focus on the Chet Egel. He was trying to focus on the sin of the Egel and hoping that that would bring down Klai bring down evil from, uh, from, from Shemayim and Klai Yisrael. And when he tried to focus on the Chet Egel, he gazed at Klai Yisrael. He saw the way they were living. He saw their, their dwelling places and he was so overcome by the greatness of Chal Yisrael he was so inspired that he of his own volition did not curse but instead blessed them and said this bracha which eternally remained the bracha never changed so much so that we included, everybody includes it as the beginning, as the introduction to davening. what was it specifically that he saw so Rashi says, very well known Rashi, Rashi says that he saw each shevet, dwelling individually, specifically, but more than that, what he saw was that each tent was constructed in such a way to maximize tznias, to maximize privacy. They were living in very crowded quarters, but the opening of each tent was aligned in a way that they didn't face each other, so nobody would be looking into anybody else's tent, so there was maximum sneas maximum attention to other people's privacy, respect of other people. That's what he saw, and that's why he said, Ma'atay ve'elech ha'yakab, how beautiful is Klal Yisrael's tense, and that's why he was inspired to, instead of cursing them from his own volition, to bless them. Now, this pasik itself, According to Chazal, it has dual meaning. It means two things. The first meaning is what Rashi explains, how beautiful is the Snias of Klael Yisrael. Their tents reflect each other's respect for everybody else's privacy and their own privacy, and they kept their, themselves sanua. The second meaning is brought by the Gemara and it's expounded here by the Rishonim as well. The Sepharna goes into it at, at length it refers to the shuls, Bate Medrashis and Bate Kinesias where we learn, Bate where we learn and Bate where we daven. And that's Ahalacha. Ahalacha are our learning places and Mishkin Eisecha are our davening places, like the Mishkan, right, the Beis HaMikdash. So Ayol is like Ayel like, Taira, and Mishkan uh, Eisecha is the Mishkan place where you daven, so it's our davening places and our learning places. And the reason why we begin davening, actually, with this Pasuk, is because, essentially, the way it was written was that you walk into a shul, and that's the first thing you say. how so beautiful is a shul. Mishkan That's why we begin davening with this Pasuk, because of this meaning, of the fact that it refers to Bata Midrashis and Bata Knesias. So why, why were these two things, the tzniyas of Klal Yisrael and, and seemingly their shuls and their yeshivas, why were the things that had such an effect on Bilam that even the, the person with the greatest desire to curse, that even when, he, even when he blessed it turned into curses, this inspired him that he himself from his own volition gave us a beautiful eternal bracha. And also, what is the connection between these two meanings? The meaning of the tzniyas of Klal Yisrael, and the kedusha of their shuls and their, their yeshivas. And their language also. What does it mean according to these two reasons? So what, what Bilam was trying to do, and we see this in Rashi, what he was trying to do through his curses was to emphasize the failings and the failures of Klyesra. That's the way a curse works. You find the flaws, the character traits, the, the, the holes, and you emphasize them, and as a result blessing just goes, full through the holes, and basically you're left with, uh, it's, the void is filled with, with Klala, Chas v'sham. And he was hoping to cause the Shekhinah to depart from them, that as a result of their failings, fo- focusing on what the, what's wrong with Klal Yisrael, the Shekhinah would depart, Shekhinah departs, then in the void, the Klala reigns. However, he witnessed Klal Yisrael's approach to living a life of kedusha so he was overcome by the realization, and Rashi brings this as well, Chazal say this, they are worthy that the Shekhinah should rest upon them. So what he was trying to do was get the Shekhinah to leave and bring curses upon them that way. He came to the realization that no, they're worthy. This is the one nation in the world that is worthy that the Shekhinah should rest upon them. And therefore he was, he was motivated to, to recognize that and to bless them. And what it means is, he saw like this. He saw the place where the Shekhinah dwells in this world. Where is the place that the Shekhinah dwells in this world? So essentially, the prime place, the ultimate place, was the Beis HaMikdash, the Mishkan. That was a place built for the Shekhinah, where Hashem revealed himself openly. The could was visible in the Mishkan. In, in the midway you could actually see a cloud, the cloud of glory. You could see it visibly in the Beis HaMikdash. There were many miracles, so it was possible to have an actual physical feel for Hashem's presence in the Beis HaMikdash. That was the ultimate place for Hashem But, a Beis HaMikdash doesn't exist on its own and doesn't exist in the middle of nowhere. A Beis HaMikdash is, only exists when it's surrounded by three uh, is surrounded by the encampment of Klai Yisrael. This is true in the Mishkan, and this is true in the Beis Hamikdash as well. The immediate area around it is called Machna Shekhinah, that's the holiest place, then there's Machna Levi, and then there's Machne Yisrael. So the, the, the kedusha of the Mishkan, the place where the, the, where the Hashem Shekhinah rests, is only in conjunction with the area being created by all the homes of Klai Yisrael, all the dwelling places of Klai Yisrael, that surrounded and create this place that the Shekhinah can now rest. It can't exist in a vacuum, and when Bilam what Bilam saw was is Matayve Oyhalacha How beautiful is your homes, Yaakov? Meaning the dwelling place of each Jew is so beautiful, and and we know when the term Yaakov is refer is used, as we see by Matt and Tara, it's referring to the women of Klal upon who have the primary credit for the holiness of every Jewish home. Matayve Yaakov, Yaakov, you have created a beautiful home. That brings the Shechina into the in, into every person's home, and by that you created a place for Mishkan Isach Yisrael. So the Beisecha Yakov Yaakov is beautiful. Achay Yaakov, the home that you have created, Yaakov, creates the possibility for Mishkan Yisrael. As a result of your homes being so beautiful, you're truly worthy of Mishkin Secha Yisrael. You're worthy of having a Mishkan. You're worthy of having a dedicated place of davening and connecting to Hashem where His presence is literally felt. And in our level in galus, the Batei Madr- and Bate Mikdash. And here, when the term Yisrael is used, which is typically referring to men, but in this case, in context, it would mean the combined power of all of Kla Yisrael on the greatest level. When they're in shul, when they're davening, and when they're learning. The Ayalecha Yaakov, creates the Mishkan Yisrach, Yisrael. And these two things, therefore, are, are very, very much intrinsically connected, the shuls and yeshivas and our homes. And they always they always are. The Kedusha in one allows for the Kedusha in the other. And as I saw one Sefer explain beautifully, that it's only always through the efforts of the home of Klal Yisrael, the Beis Yaakov, so to speak, Beis Yaakov both literally and figuratively, the Beis Yaakov, uh, that any level of Taira and HaVadus Hashem can be achieved. That's That's the only way it ever comes to fruition. Um, and that creates the the Mishkanay Yisrael for the for the entire of Kla Yisrael. But what's interesting is that Bilam was so taken by the Tznias, right, by the by the that their 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 doors were not aligned so that every person had their privacy. And it, it's important to think about this a little bit on a deeper level. That Tznias, the the force of Tznias, or I should say, the strength that a person has for tznias, that every person has to find within themselves. And here we're talking about SNEAS both in dress, but we're talking about SNEAS in keeping things private in the home. Tznias that applies to, applies to everybody. Not looking into someone else's house to see what they're doing, and not having someone else look into your house to see what you're doing. Not having a need to display what we're doing, not having a need to see what other people are doing. That's a certain strength of sneeze, and that strength comes from a real relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's no other place it comes from, meaning when we recognize that we don't need what anybody else has, has, and we don't care about what anybody else has, and we don't need to show anybody else what we have both we don't need their approval for what we have we don't need their approval to feel like we're accomplishing anything and we don't need to see what they have we don't care about what they have because what we have in our own homes which is our connection to hashem which is whatever hashem gave us to connect to him whatever abilities and and whatever possessions and all that hashem has bequeathed us to to be able to serve him is enough for us it's not more than enough for us. It defines who we are. It defines our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's the strength of Tzniyot. That's the power that we draw on in order to be able to be tenuah in everything, in, in our dress, in our way of life, in, 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 in our homes, in, in, in every part of, of the way we live. It's, it's drawn from our re- understanding of our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, And we don't need to bring anything else into it and that's what he saw he saw He saw that strength of Klai Yisrael, that holiness that hey they have such a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu that they do not require anybody else and they don't want anybody to look in and they don't need to look in at anybody else then he understood and I understand why and how the can live can reside here and why it's impossible for a curse to come through a curse can't come through in that case. The house is a bastion. It's it's protected. It has it's a stronghold for the Shekhinah. Nothing comes in and nothing goes out. And that's his understanding. And as a result, when the house is so holy, when the house has that power, that strength of Tznius, Israel. That's what creates the Kedusha for the for the as well. I saw I just want to add a beautiful uh a thought it said in the Kedusha Slavi and in Bnei Sashar, that the same way the shuls we know and the Batta Midrashis are going to fly to Eretz Yisrael Mashiach comes because they're a Mikdash Ma'at, they have the Kedusha, he says the homes of Klai Yisrael are no different. The homes are a place that we daven in, that we do so many mitzvahs. We have a mezuzah on our door. We become all our mitzvahs of Shabbos and of Yantav and of Pesach and of Sukkot. All those things that are happened in our home give our homes that level of Kedusha as well. So, equally, the Matoiba El and the Mishkinay Yisrael will all eventually, when Mashiach comes, find their place of true Kedusha in Eretz Yisrael and Mirza Hashem. Have a good night and a wonderful Shabbos.